For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, welcome to the Urban Pitch Podcast, The Beautiful Game of Life. Today we have comic, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to call you a legend, you know, all around <laughs> legend, Ian Edwards in the house today. Hey, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing, man? Thank you Good so much. Here, yeah, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, man. Mm. I pulled up in the yard and I was like, am I in heaven right now? This... I had no idea this whole situation was here, right. and it's mind blowing in a good way. Right, right, yeah. So for the fans out there who may not, we, you know, we're not only you know this cool wall right here, the backdrop, right, but we're inside a, a warehouse where we have you know kids and coming through playing games, adults. Yeah, we have a whole thing beyond the walls here, right? Best use of an old warehouse <laughs> ever, right? Ever, <clears throat> ever. I want to start um, a little bit with uh, your history because uh, mm -hmm. I've I've been a fan. I've watched uh, different podcasts that you've been in, but I haven't really. Thanks. Yeah, so I know a little bit about your background. Mm -hmm. but I want to start with you know kind of some things like, you know, you, how did you get into, you know, being a, a, a comic, a professional comic? Oh, a comic. Yeah. Uh, I think a part of it was, like, I just moved to New York from Jamaica, mm -hmm. so just trying to figure out a way how to connect with people and make friends mm. uh, and, I, and I there was I was working at a Burger King mm -hmm. there was a guy there his name was Game Ellis or Greg Ellis and he's hilarious and whenever I worked with him the shifts would go really fast because mm. we're just rolling and ruining food the entire time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then I'm like I should tap into my funny side more so I just worked on being funny and noticing things and just being loose just to make friends and just make life easier mm -hmm. for myself in a in a new place. Mm. And then from there, I would start taking orders on the drive through at Burger King. Mm. And one time this customer came by, I took his order, I was just bugging out, having fun. When he pulled around to the window, he's like, hey man, are you, you the one that took my order? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, man, you should do comedy. And mm. then it was a stranger. I gave him his food. I don't know what he looks like. And uh, I never saw him again. But what he said just hit me. It Maybe it was the right time, right place. But it's like, this guy just told me what I should do. And then I started looking at comedy clubs mm -hmm. and going to open mics just to look. Mm -hmm. Started like talking to people and gathering material. Mm. And then maybe like a month or two months later, I started doing comedy. How old were you around this time? Uh, early 20s. Early 20s, yeah. okay. But before that, you uh, grew up uh, in England, right? Yeah, I grew up in England. I was born in England. Okay. And for the people watching, I'm out of breath because they just gave me a soccer ball. And mm -hmm. I was, they're like, if you never saw me before, like, is this guy, why is he like dying? <laughs> why is he breathing so heavy? Right? <laughs> why is he breathing so heavy? I just <laughs> yeah, had a soccer ball. I was playing with it Doing outside. some juggling, right? Juggling. Kicking against the wall. Yeah, That's why I'm, he's breathing a little heavy, right? You're normally yeah, not I'm, so flustered, right? Yeah, right, right normally... Right. Right. Normally, I'm a little less coherent. All right. <laughs> I'm a little less incoherent. But okay. Yeah. Got it. But you grew up in, so you were born and raised in, uh, in England. England. Yeah. 
and that's how you you know the blood like right there's the games in there's your blood no, you have no choice no choice yeah. right You're yeah it really it really is like that then yeah. growing up there yeah for me i was like playing in the schoolyard i was mm-hmm. watching the games on tv watching players come off the bus i wanted to be a soccer player it's the first thing i ever failed at mm-hmm. at doing right yeah so you grew up it was in your in your blood you wanted to be professional like all kids mm-hmm. dream of back then mm-hmm. at one point did you you know were you good growing up you know how, how good of an athlete were you it's funny when i was mm-hmm. in england we was playing like i was a goalkeeper mm. right and then i was a goalkeeper I was playing in the schoolyard a goalkeeper i never came out field and then like when i was around nine we moved to jamaica and then that that's jamaica's a big that's that's their sport yeah, it's too. a big sport there too yeah and uh then playing with my cousin and his friends, you know, there's no goal. You're playing in the streets with two small goals. Mm-hmm. So everybody's an outfield player. And then I realized somehow, I don't know where it came from, I had some dribbling skills. Mm-hmm. So then I was just started playing outfield football from there and thinking, doing midfield shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then thought maybe you had a chance and... Yeah, but then you started like... It was Jamaica. I mm-hmm. played in D2, Division Two soccer okay. in Jamaica. Oh, which, you did? Yeah, yeah. Okay. For this team called Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt. Yeah, okay. and they were like, uh, they're in D2. And they had a D1 team. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stay long enough to get into the D1 team. Got it, got it. Like, I left Jamaica when I was like 17. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've been in, uh, around the world, and that's what, and you moved to New York, you said, uh, when you were like in your 20s or teens? 17. 17, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, how do you, uh, culturally, how do you identify? Because you've been around so many different places. Well... I just, I've seen the one where you're like, hey, you know, you don't want to be called African American, right? You're just black, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm just black. So yeah, you're black, but like if someone meets you, right, and they don't know your background, right? right? Like they would probably try I, to venture a guess on your accent, just, all that. Yeah. I just, I just identify as exotic. Yeah. Okay, you know what right. I'm saying? Do, are you, do you, are you more American? Or are you more Jamaican? Or are you more British? I'm everything, man. You're everything. Like, it's all like kind I've of lived in it. each place. Yeah, I probably lived in America by now longer mm-hmm. than England and and Jamaica, mm-hmm. but I. Like, I'm definitely Jamaican. I'm mm-hmm. definitely English. And I'm definitely American. And if I move Got somewhere, it. I'm definitely a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a Californian. And I, I can never just say I'm one thing. Right. I've lived so much, spent so much time, so many places. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they're they're all pretty much even. Got it, got it. All right, so going a little bit back to where you were saying how you started uh, getting into comics uh, or getting into comedy through uh, just kind of chance. How mm-hmm. how was it in the beginning, right? How did how did you go from there, right? Mm-hmm. Working drive through and making people laugh, mm-hmm. and to actually making that step into you know professionalism. Uh, it took a while. Like the first show I ever did, I had material, mm. but I'd been to mics, but I never had been on stage before. So the first time I went to a, a mic at Governor's in uh, Levittown, and uh, I'd been watching a show and then they introduced me I go on stage and I had friends in the crowd mm-hmm. and that light hit me right and I couldn't see anything right right and I so I'm on stage mm-hmm. like I can't see and I gotta tell jokes and I'm nervous mm. I never did it before and uh and, and I realized why the cops shine the lights on you when they pull you over right. it disorientates you right so I was disorientated. I was telling jokes, and everything went bad except for the last joke. I pulled it together and said it mm-hmm. correctly, and I got a laugh. And I said, "Oh, right. I gotta just get over this nervousness, mm-hmm. and I'll be fine." Right. And it took a while to get over the nervousness, but I just needed that one thing okay. to tell me I was doing the right thing. Like right. sometimes in life, I listen to like the the very small things they tell you the biggest thing. 
and then you just run with that until you mm-hmm. get the other messages and the other signs to continue doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. How, so then that light shining on you, it's your first set, right? Mm-hmm. You weren't expecting it, right? No. How long did that, how long did your set last? Like, felt like forever. Right. Yeah. Right. It's well, how much like material a, did you have? Uh, I had enough, mm-hmm. but then again, is that material? It's like mm-hmm. your first time on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's not, it wasn't all gold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you it's comedy, you have to have a lot of things, like... Fun, confidence, joke structure, punchlines, uh, stage presence, and I wasn't going to have all of that in one set. Sure. And there's probably a few more things you need to. You have to learn, you know, who you are, mm-hmm. you know, and and you have a combination of all those five, six things. You have to kind of master, mm-hmm. and it takes a bunch of sets to master those things mm-hmm. to become like a really good, complete comic. Right. So yeah. take us through from there to now when you started to actually in your mind be mm-hmm. a, a professional comic and you're being able to make you know you know a living off of it as right. a com- comic well the thing about governors is they let the newer comics mm. come by on the weekend to see like real comics mm. like work okay you know headliners and uh the beauty of that was i used to go and see a lot of big headliners for free so that was fun mm-hmm. you know and i measure life i guess in how much fun do you have? I've had millions and millions of dollars worth of fun in my life. Mm. But I don't have millions and millions of dollars. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, but one weekend I saw this comic. And I don't even remember his name. But he was headlining. The place was packed. And he was ripping. And I said, oh, I just want to at least be that guy. Mm-hmm. Like sell out on the weekends and go different places and make people laugh. And that would be good enough for me. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that kept me going. And then as far as being a professional comic, like for me, like you just want to get your first strong, solid five minutes. And then when you get that, then you feel great. And then you keep doing it and then you get tired of it. And you're like, I need to get 10 strong minutes. Mm. And then you have to go out on a limb and try to get that, meaning you're going to try things that won't work. Right. And risk doing bad again. But then you get that 10 mm-hmm. and then you want to do go through the same process get 15 and then you keep doing that and as you're doing that you're you're a host then you move on to like being a feature so the host is usually the guy that comes out at the beginning of a show on a weekend mm-hmm. does 10 minutes brings up the feature and then after the feature gets off you go up and you do five then you introduce the headliner right so that's a good gig though right to be a host that's a steady it's, it's a, steady a, gig right uh as far as what? As, Fine. as being able to have a, a platform and also get paid to, to you yeah, know? Yeah, it's, it's a step. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a step. You okay. know, you, you're going in the right direction, and you go to feature, mm-hmm. and then you work your way to headliner. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then, so, once I started hosting, it was doing great, but then I had to get more material to be a feature, mm-hmm. and then got to get more material to be a headliner. And in between that, ended up doing some guest spots on some TV shows and stuff like that. And... Uh, then I, I did some TV show spots, and then I got a writing job in L.A., mm-hmm. and then I moved to L.A. because okay. it was warm. Right, right. Yeah. How long ago was that when you uh, moved to L- uh, L.A.? Around 2000-ish. Okay, so you've been here for quite some time yeah, now. Yeah, some time. Okay, yeah. and you still do writing as well, right? Yeah, I still do writing. That's the, that's the, mm-hmm. Is that your main uh, gig, if you will? Yes or no. Like, okay. I've always mixed it up. Like, mm. stand-up has helped me get writing jobs. Yeah. And writing jobs has helped me afford taking bad 
low-paying stand-up gigs. Mm. But now, I might have, I tried to balance it, but I might have, like, tipped the weight more towards writing without knowing. So okay. now, I just shot a comedy special on, that was in December, early December. So it's going to be on Comedy Central, maybe by March or maybe a little bit later. Mm. And then I'm going to start, I've already started working on material for another one. Yeah. And I think the more of those I do, and the more I go on the road, the more it'll help push my stand-up and selling out on the road and helping me just be able to do that if I just want. Gotcha, you know what I mean? gotcha, yeah. yeah. So if you've been do- it sounds like you've been doing this for a while, yeah, right? Yeah, for a minute, yeah. And what are some of the what are like some of the hardest or the toughest crowds that you face? I'm sure you've gone to a lot of crazy cities yeah. and towns, right? Like what doing, are some, yeah. doing shows like mm. at 2 a.m. in the morning in the Bronx. Right. In a bar. Are they ready to laugh? At, you know what I mean? Nah. They're not even feeling it, right? <laughs> nah. Okay. They're just yeah, trying to drink and get their party on. And or, they or, even know that they're they, there? They, they might have fun, more fun. Making fun Watching of you. you fail. Right, right. Yeah. Just, that's a tough crowd? Yeah, it's a tough crowd. Okay. Is yeah. New York like one of the toughest crowds? It was because... Mm comedy clubs weren't everywhere and especially like for probably like black comics like they weren't in all the mainstream clubs so you had to perform in places that weren't comedy clubs okay and it was more of an effort to make people who kind of knew they were a comedy night that night or might not have known yeah like get them to sit down and listen to you when they right. came to that spot for something else right i've been you know in a couple of those situations here in la mm-hmm. where like that's like a small kind of bar, right? Mm-hmm. And they do have like a little stage on the side, mm-hmm. but it's not even like a weekly thing that they do, right? right? And so every once in a while they'll do it, but half the people there are regulars or they're just there for the right. night and they're not, you know what I mean? They're not right. even expecting it, right? How do you get that crowd on your side? Uh, there's ways, mm-hmm. you know. First, you know, there's so, there's so many things I could tell you. It's like yeah. in New York, I was a yelling comic. See, mm-hmm. I laid back and just, you know, you yelled out of fear and yeah. to get their attention and once they got you once you got their attention they wouldn't mess with you because they're like oh this dude's like you know but now I'm like just more confident and laid back and I, I don't care if somebody thinks they can take me on verbally mm. I just know deep down yeah. that I can handle whatever's that whatever they're gonna throw at me right just from years of experience so I'm just I can be more myself and also I had more energy like when I first started, like, you know, you're, mm. you're in your early 20s, you know sure, what I mean? Sure, So now I'm just like, you just know how to deal with people in a calmer way. Right. Because, yeah, I've seen your performances and I've seen, you know, a lot of clips online mm-hmm. and you're like real mellow and laid back, yeah, right? Yeah. You're not like yelling you're or, you know, you're not, energy. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Cry, you're not. Who's got time for that? <laughs> yeah. no. I mean, you know, that's different styles, right? Some yeah. guys are just like that, right? Yeah, some guys but are just, just like But you're just like that. real chill and mellow, yeah. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. is that how you are, like personal, personality-wise? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so are you, uh, do you have any kind of, uh, it sounds like you can handle hecklers, right? right, right. And you're okay with it. So you don't right. have that fear of hecklers anymore? I'm sure it must nah, have been something that was there in the beginning of your career though. Nah, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That, because it was a crapshoot. Mm. It's, it's like, I compared it a lot to soccer. Like I was just talking to Patty outside. Like when I was playing soccer, I played on this team and uh, I'm like, how do you control what happens to you in a game? Yeah. Like you, mm-hmm. you have, and I used to watch basketball a lot too. And it's like, and so I went straight from playing soccer to comedy. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I was trying to figure out how to make my comedy better mm-hmm. through the only other thing stage that I'd been on. Okay. 
And then, then it, it hit me, it's like, to be a better soccer player, sometimes, like we saw those girls downstairs doing those skill drills. Yeah. I would go in the backyard with the ball and mm -hmm. do a lot of skill drills. And then if the ball came to me in a game, I would have control what happened with the ball and I could get the ball to another teammate. And even if the teammate didn't do the right thing with the ball, you know, I would still have a good game. Because it's like 20 something people on the field and you have no control over what some other people are gonna do. You have control over what you do. Mm -hmm. So for comedy, what was the question again? So I can remember. <laughs> you know, fear of, of hecklers and you know how you, you just, are now. First I used to rehearse yeah. heckler lines. I okay. had like three lines, but yes. once I ran out of those. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like, I you hope <laughs> this person would only want to go three rounds. Right, yeah, you gotta because you gotta be on the fly, right? And then now, yeah. I don't even have any. Okay. I just know that I'll just handle my business. Mm. And if I don't handle my business that night, so what? Right, right. Like, I, I don't, there's, there's no fear. It's like, I want to have fun, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I just go out there to have fun. And mm -hmm. usually, when I'm relaxed at anything, mm -hmm. I'm my best at it. Mm -hmm. So my best preparation is just relaxation. Got it, got it. And yeah. you tell me earlier, where were you living around in LA now? Uh, Los Feliz. Okay, yeah. and and uh, just go through like kind of uh, you, you know I'm trying to get a picture of how you are because I see you mm -hmm. I see your uh, public persona. Right? Uh -huh. I'm trying to figure oh, out. This how, is it. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to figure out how Ian is at home. Like you know what I mean? Like uh -huh. what do you like? What kind of guys? What kind of friends you hang out with? You know, are you hanging out with like Joe Rogan on a on a weekly basis? Guys like, like him or just regular dudes? You know? No, I go like my my what I'm trying to correct now is <laughs> yeah like. All my friends are comics. They all are. They all are. Okay. Because I've been doing it so long. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'll go on the road with Rogan, or I'll okay. go on the road with Tosh, and that's like a weekend. A weekend for me, first of all, my weekend don't start till Monday. Okay. Because you you're know? working on weekends. Because I'm working on sure. the weekend. So my weekend don't start till Monday. Yeah. Then I'm home, and I'm just chilling, and mm -hmm. I'm maybe writing some material so I can, like, expand my routine mm -hmm. so I can try it in the at the store comedy store yep. live factory improv or whatever spot I'm playing mm -hmm. so just being home on the weekends and going out at night and then pay, running paying bills and doing errand stuff during the week right and and then on the weekends sometimes I'm on the road but then sometimes I'm still in town mm -hmm. right or sometimes if I'm in town on the weekends I'm mm -hmm. writing on a show right but I'm just watching soccer mm -hmm. I'm watching the premiership I'm watching some La Liga I'm watching some Barca. I'm watching some Real Madrid. I'm talking. Can you curse on this thing? Yeah, you can. I'm talking yeah, shit. crazy. Shit, <laughs> talking shit to people. Yeah, like yeah. friends were being critical of other comics or right. being praising them. Like via social media a lot, right? Uh, I'm, I'm and on your friends. Doing some just Instagram, just yeah. talking on the phone with yeah. texting. We got chat groups. But the bad thing about that is, is I do need to, and I realized this like a while ago, mm -hmm. that, that I do need to make friends with with civilians non-comics okay you know what i mean why is that because it it's you'll be you're gonna be i'm gonna i'm too tunneled it's too much yeah 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 it's, it's too not much. even too much it's just yeah. too tunneled like yeah. you want to outside perspectives outside right? perspectives mm. because i'm not saying comics don't have any feelings yeah but one of my best abilities is making fun of terrible things that happen to me or other people just to deal with it right and you just want to hear how people, and a, a lot of comics are just like, like there's a, there's, they have a protection system. Sure. They have a thick skin, right? They have to, right? They have a thick skin. Yeah. So you just need to like, 
know more how people feel. So it just it it helps you be more empathetic and gotcha. also how to help them or at least listen or talk to them. Gotcha. And you know, and then also confirm your suspicions that they're soft and mm-hmm. you should just keep mm-hmm. being hard. You know. What I'm <laughs> okay. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. All right. How's your uh, How's it like going out? You know, and you guys. You know, are you still? You know, you've been here for a while, mm-hmm. but are you still like hitting up the bars like during the week then, like on a Monday, Tuesday night with these guys and just kind of having fun? Or are, mean, you, or are you more in professional mode now at the stage of your career? Nah, that, this, we're, we're comics, so. Mm. Bars. Like, I used yeah. to go to a lot of clubs, mm-hmm. right? Industry yeah. parties or just wherever there was a, a party. I used yeah. to go to, but now I'm so into comedy. Mm-hmm. I just go to the comedy store or the Laugh Factory and the Improv, and all those places have hang bars. Out. Yeah, just hanging out with and those guys. And there's people yeah. on those patios or in those bars, and there's yeah. other comics, and you just talk to people there. Like, I don't have to go to a local bar when my job is a local bar. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm just usually on the patio at the comedy store, and I don't always stay a long time either. Sure. Because that's not good. But every night is almost like a social occasion. Mm. So... It, the only thing is, the only problem it causes is like, like, it's hard to connect with civilians who have to go to bed yeah. at a certain time, at a human hour, right? And then you're up three in the morning, right? And nobody's up. You're not. You're not. You don't have that eight to five shift, right? No, 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 no. What time you only, only when I'm writing on a show. So okay. And then it's like ten to six or okay. nine to whatever. So what time are you usually getting into bed then? Man, like my regular bedtime. Mm-hmm. I, uh, early bedtime for me, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is early. Yeah. Early. Okay. Yeah. Got that's it. me being disciplined. Right. Yeah. Okay. And these comics are, how are they when you guys are just hanging out, right? Are they, are there any ones that are like particularly funny or are you guys in general or are they all just kind of just cracking up on each other? You guys uh, well, all just cracking? It's, it's, it's a whole range of different comics. There's some yeah. comics we'll just bust on each other. There's some mm-hmm. stuff we'll talk about live. We'll talk about comedy. We'll talk about, hey, that's a great joke. Uh, we'll we talk about everything. Talk mm-hmm. about the news. Just, everything that's going on yeah like we just let's just talk about everything it's just like just with comics now, everybody's human some have right. issues you know some people get along most people do uh, the good thing about comics if something happens to a comic everybody will pull together mm-hmm. to see if they can help that comic right yeah what, what's your what are your thoughts on the whole uh the stealing jokes thing that's been going around the last few years right that's been popping uh-huh. up right it's always been there okay yeah like i've had jokes stolen from me okay and even when i was a younger comic like just to get a laugh one night and if I'm having a bad night I take somebody's joke you know Mm -hmm. nothing to be proud of you just do it because you're scared and you're just desperate and you're kind of reaching for something right? you're reaching for something like I looked at my friend one day Mm -hmm. while I was bombing he was over there and Mm -hmm. I saw him and I just did his joke right in his (laughs) face and and it's still bombed okay (laughs) you know what I mean okay yeah but now you know not now even back then like I I've had a a way that I wanted to be on stage. I always wanted to be seen as original. So even if I do talk about the same topic, there's a take on it that nobody's doing that out, that, that that's the route I go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as far as stealing jokes, like people are stolen jokes from me or say it's parallel thinking. We right. have the same idea. Same experience, right? Same yeah. experience or just the same take. There's, a, there's a fine line, right? There's a gray area on how it's, uh, how it's yeah, done you, you too, You don't right? know who did it first and yeah. stuff like that. But okay. to me, I look at it like this. Hey, man. I am a well of creativity. Mm-hmm. And yes, that joke hurts that that person took or maybe just has the same joke. Yeah. But if I get stuck on that, I won't be able to go in my well 
and access more creativity. Gotcha. Sometimes you got to leave a good bit behind mm-hmm. and go create some create other own. stuff. Create your own. And then you'll be like, oh, I'm glad I left that bit mm. because look what else I came up with. Right. So like, I, there's a friend of mine, she was writing for somebody. She said, man, I can't believe I gave him that good joke that I came up with. And I'm like, okay. why are you talking as if you're have only a limited amount of jokes in you. Right. She's a writer anyways, right? That's what she does, right? She wasn't even a writer. She was oh, just helping. Okay. She, she was newish. Got it. But, like, I get it. Like, sometimes you come up with a bit mm-hmm. and it's or a funny thing, and you just want to hoard all the funny things that you have because you're so new. It's taking you longer to come up with funny stuff because you're not fully, like, a mechanism. Like, you have kids downstairs, mm-hmm. but they're going to grow, like, physically. Yeah. They're going to get faster and they're gonna get more skill, and they're gonna automatically like know how to play football without trying as hard as they're trying now. I gotcha. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's how comedy is. And then before that, you're like, if you have one move, you keep doing that one move. Mm-hmm. And then if it doesn't work, you're like, damn, my one move is, but yeah. if you try other moves, you'll see how easy those other moves will come and you'll be more versatile. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have to grow to learn those things. Right, right. Yeah. How did, how did you get involved with, because you have your own uh, podcast, right? right. So- uh, soccer Comic Rant. Yeah, right? Soccer Comic Rant. Yeah. yeah. How'd you get involved with that? Uh, there was, so it was me, Jason Galern, Francisco Ramos, who talks so goddamn much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They just constantly talk. Uh, well, we they used love, to talk. We, used to, we, all, sports, we yeah. all used to talk on the phone about La Liga, the premiership. Mm-hmm. And we realized, I think it was Jason, was like, this should be a podcast. Okay. And I didn't, I wanted to do a podcast, but I didn't want to do one that everybody else was doing. So we just got met up and started doing the podcast together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I got it on allthingscomedy.com. That's where Bill Burr and Al Magical, and there's a bunch of other different types of podcasts there, mm-hmm. all comics. And then, uh, then from there, then, then they, they kind of, we kind of had a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And then I kept doing it. Mm-hmm. Then I got other partners and other guests that keep on going. And we're all friends now with those guys, mm-hmm. but we just had a moment. Right. But I just kept on doing it. Okay. Yeah. Because it's been over five years now yeah yeah right okay yeah. and you have a permanent uh co-host on the show right now no nah, no nah. okay yeah so it's yourself but then you'll bring on guests i'll bring on guests okay. like if it's whatever's easier mm-hmm. you know like if i can get a guest i'll get a guest if not like mm-hmm. i saw most of the games and looked at all the highlights and yeah. listened to interviews and stuff like that and i'll just cover the apprenticeship and just give like my take on what people said, what I saw, what happened, mm-hmm. and try to have some fun with it. Sometimes soccer's just too serious. I'm like, what are we in church? What are mm-hmm. you guys talking about? Right. And how are you guys addressing this in suits? Yeah. And so formal. Like, let's loosen this up and mm-hmm. let's curse a little bit, and but let's enjoy this like humans. Right. Right. Yeah. So do you guys? Uh, how do you, before you do your podcast, do you guys like uh, loosen up? Do you drink or anything to get loosened up? Nah. I, I don't normally drink. You like, don't? I okay, drink. So you're not a big drinker. Yeah, I'm not a big drinker. I okay. never was. Yeah, I stopped drinking when I was seven. Okay. So I don't drink. <laughs> I saw that yeah. on your Instagram. That's real talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is that real talk, yeah, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really? Yeah, you wanted me to continue? <laughs> oh, man. You go for it. You started drinking <laughs> at a young age? Yeah, yeah. Really? I grew up in England. There was drinks there oh, in the house. Man. That, Just, I drank uh-huh. them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So then uh, uh, continuing with that, so I saw you on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh-huh. right? And it seems like half of his guests are, you know, they're partying, right? So that's yeah. why they, they can keep going with the energy. Yeah, he'll just hotbox me. Yeah, exactly, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'll happen? get high anyway. Is that what happened when you were on, on yeah. the podcast? Yeah, this is a three-hour podcast. Yeah. And they're smoking, so you get high anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it seems like when you were on the podcast with him, you know, it's mm-hmm. an intelligent conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty high level, but him, he in general, I think Jim Rogan, he, right? Is he, yeah. is he, is he like, is he as smart as he appears off, you know, off his podcast? Yeah, he's always been smart. I've known Joe mm-hmm. since he was in his twenties, and I was like, this guy's fucking smart. He knows a lot. Yeah, he knows right? a lot, and he's okay. he's open to learn. So yeah. you know, it's like when you're open to learn, mm-hmm. and and then he moved to LA before I did, and then we reconnected at the store, mm-hmm. and so you know, and he and he's just grown so much. He's right. he's just always searching mm-hmm. and trying to find and learn stuff and he'll experiment with stuff you know? right okay yeah. so then who if you could name like the smartest because I, f- I feel mm-hmm. comics in general they have to be smart you know what I not mean? all of them that's surprising i would think you know maybe it's just like charisma but i think to be able mm-hmm. to think quickly on your feet and be able to just come up with right, right and be able to to react to audiences i think yeah. there's a maybe not I, intellectual right? right but life skills maybe i mean it's so like, basically, you're saying there's a lot of dumb comics out there. I'm saying, like for me, yeah. I'm dumb and I'm smart. Hmm. Okay. You know, that's that's how I feel about me, okay. which is fine. Right. Like I can be really smart and I can be really dumb. Gotcha. And then there's some comics, they're mostly smart. And mm. then there's some comics that they're dumb. Who are some of the smartest ones out there? And who are uh, some of the dumbest ones out there? Uh, I don't know if I'll name any dumb ones. Okay. And dumb is a strong word. I feel but, you. But, uh, yeah, so dumb is a strong word. Okay. But, like, smart comics are like... Bill Burr, yeah. Rogan, mm-hmm. and Patrice was a smart comic. He's just a smart guy. He's a smart dude. Yeah. Okay. He, he's just like, you, as a friend, you could talk yeah. to Patrice O'Neill and be like, hey, this happened in my real life. And he'll, before you finish it, he'll say, stop. Mm-hmm. And then he'll tell you how to fix that thing. First of all, how did you know where mm-hmm. I was going? And mm-hmm. how did you know? And he'll tell you some crazy thing mm-hmm. that was the answer. And you'll be like, that can't be the answer. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, man, he's always right. Let me try it. And then mm-hmm. you try it, and then it works. He's like a good mentor type, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, he's huh? a good mentor. Okay. Yeah. Who are some of the uh, the craziest comics out there then? Uh, crazy? Yeah. I don't know if, if it's even crazy, but just really outgoing people. Yeah. Like big personalities. Like yeah. Just really loose. Like Delia's really loose. It really is, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, he, like the way... What he's doing on Instagram is just so much fun. It's like, uh, like I even asked him, how do you figure out what to do mm-hmm. every to post that much right. and keep people engaged and be good, quick content that fits into that medium that makes people want to, you know? So that's like, you know, and you have to really have a sense of looseness mm-hmm. and just like you, you kind of have to get life, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, like. Uh, Kevin and, and, and Kevin Hart's kind of smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not kind of smart. He is smart. He knows he knows what he wants and he's doing it. You know. Right. Right. You know. And uh, you said who's smart? Or yeah. Who's yeah, we got the smart ones. Who are the crazy? Some of the wild ones out there. Ones. The wild personalities. Chris D'Elia, right? D'Elia, Bobby Lee's kind of Bobby wild. Lee's too. Okay. You know? Yeah. But in a good way. Right. You know. Like, I've seen I've seen most of those guys live. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a huge comic fan. So. Yeah, and uh, I'd put what's his name. You just mentioned his name outside. Uh, Theo Vaughn. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just fun and he's just a fun dude. Brian Callen is just a fun dude. And mm-hmm. you know, he'll just do crazy stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who else? That's that's a that's a decent amount of like fun, loose, crazy. Right, right. Combination. It sounds of like people. it sounds like the the level of Eric Griffin is kind of 
laid back but kind of crazy too he is as well yeah and sounds like it sounds way. like it'd be hard to ent- uh, crack into that uh like you have a tight circle right of, of comedians right and it's kind of hard to crack into that without really having it in you know how were you able to like get to that level nah comics are this is how comics are okay comics are when i started i would say i went to the uptown comedy club and nobody would talk to you mm. until you proved that you were funny mm-hmm. and then they'd be like hey what's up mm-hmm. so comics like funny comics people right. who make them laugh so right. it doesn't matter what level you are on if i got you a comic makes you laugh then you're okay with that person right right that's the level of respect that you need to get right yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's not, not about fame or money or anything at that right. point right yeah it's just like oh that guy's funny there's mm-hmm. there's he did something i've never seen before said something or came at something with an angle mm-hmm. this guy and all you need is one joke mm-hmm. <laughs> all you need is one joke mm-hmm. that makes you go that that person's all right he's all right and you're yeah. in. okay yeah. well that's 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 our version of being superficial. Mm-hmm. It's not like a pretty girl or a, you know, or that person has money. It's like that mm-hmm. person said that thing mm-hmm. that kind of I wish I'd have thought of. So, hey, how you doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Starting off then, were there any, who were your biggest uh, influences, the ones that you looked up to? Uh, like Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Bill Cosby. Yeah. 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 The, the main guys, right? The main guys, yeah. Okay, yeah, some of the, the, the older school ones, right? Yeah, and, and those influences yeah. have changed. Like yeah. Richard Jenny was also one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some other people. Okay, so mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, his, uh, like, the, like, Raw or? Like Raw. Okay. But not Raw, really. More, what was the other one, the when first he, one? Uh, when he's all, all, all leather, red? All leather, red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. the title. Delirious. Yeah. Delirious, yeah, yeah. That's like. Because, yeah, when I first saw that like everybody was saying Eddie Murphy was funny and I, and I didn't become a comic after I saw Delirious I just okay. was just like watching Delirious and mm-hmm. I was like yeah is this guy funny I sat down mm-hmm. with my arms folded and then I watched it and I ended up like on the floor right so, I was like this is guy's funny mm-hmm. like you can't fake funny this guy's legitimately funny and I will never be a comic because I never thought of ever being a comic mm. you know what I mean yeah yeah and then so it's just always surprised me that I made that announcement in my brain so long ago, and then I ended up being a comic. Right, right. But it also, you know, watching him do comedy made me respect it because mm-hmm. he's just top level. And if you watch Delirious now, you're going to be like, it's hacky. But it's hacky because mm-hmm. everybody started doing what he did. Yeah. And then now it looks hacky. And right. then he said a lot of it's, homophobic yeah. stuff in there, too. Yeah, it's aged, it hasn't aged as well, right? It it's like, well. It's no, like no, 30 no, years no. old, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, it's aged worse than the outfit that he has on. In it. It's terrible. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Actually, I think I feel uh, Charlie Murphy mm-hmm. uh, is a great storyteller. Yeah, you know, yeah. I see some of the things that he's been on with the videos. Mm-hmm. You know, rest in peace, right? He passed, yeah, rest right? Rest in peace, yeah. But so he, I think he's like naturally where he's not trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but he is just funny. Like the mm-hmm. ones where he was doing the skits, right? right? But but Charlie, yeah, that's like that's a guy being aware, mm-hmm. self-aware. So you say he's not trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but he knows what's funny about him. So he doesn't right. have to, when you're looking from the outside mm-hmm. and you're just watching him talk, he knows that's good enough I because see. 
he's made people laugh that way mm-hmm. his entire life. So long. He knows. So, so he he's knows. self-aware of it. He's self-aware of so it. So those, he's in control of himself. So right. he's like, so those, yeah, so I'm going to do yeah. this and okay. this will work. And okay. I don't have to try. Yeah. So those, so those uh, stories that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, off camera, right, when yeah. they're interviewing him for like the Dave Chappelle show yeah, and trying yeah. to get the stories where he's mm-hmm. telling the crazy stories of the things that he was involved in, mm-hmm. he's he's aware that the way he's delivering the yeah. lines and, and, and mimicking because, is Because funny. they asked him. Mm. Because he told them they stole stories. They laughed. He's, they're not the first people he's told those stories. Yeah. He's been telling those stories for like 20-something years. I gotcha. They always worked. He knows he's always in a crazy scenario. He, yeah. scenario. he right. knows himself. He, he knows what's going to get the laugh. He knows what's going to get the laugh. Okay. So okay. there's some people, they play up the laugh, and they're on, and it still works. There's some mm-hmm. people that overplay it, and it doesn't. There's some people that lay it, fall back. Mm-hmm. You just have to know yourself. Everybody was born with a different style. It's just like yeah. soccer. You know, some people play it laid back some people play super you know there's the Gerards and there's the Iniestas and the Shabbies and then there's the Hendersons it's right. just all these different people that have different styles and you have to play at what best style mm-hmm. what best style suits you mm-hmm. to you to get the maximum out of it I gotcha yeah Switching things up a little bit, what's what's your whole take on uh, social media? Are you pretty active on there, and are you a fan of it? No, I need to be more active. Okay. Like, I'm active, but I need to be more active. And I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it because when I first started doing comedy, you know, mm-hmm. I was black, and I'm still black, right? <laughs> right. But you could only get, like, one person of color making it at a time, mm-hmm. right? So you really do believe that, because I've seen... Yeah, because uh, I lived it. Okay. I lived it. Okay. So you, it's like there's only a few. And then Def Comedy Jam came along, yep. and that opened up the the way right. for more comics. But it was the only show that was really putting on black comics. Gotcha. Like most of the shows on TV were had white comics and maybe a sprinkling of, of black comics or mm-hmm. other ethnic comics. The beauty of social media is that you can make yourself into something without waiting for the industry to choose you mm-hmm. and the power is within your hands so anybody that gets up every day mm-hmm. and shoots something and puts it out even if you don't like it mm-hmm. they're working hard instead of doing something evil they're working hard to make something of themselves and if they get the attention that mm-hmm. they work for and they can monetize it and make a living fine more power to them, more right? power to them. What are there some specific uh, personalities or um, accounts that you follow? Yeah, like on a day to day basis, right? What are some mm-hmm. of the top uh, either you know like channels? Rito Brown, okay. Batch, uh, I am Daphne Springs, mm-hmm. uh, Cynthia. What's Cynthia's last name? I can't remember. Cynthia Lucette or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people. I just followed a new guy yesterday because somebody reposted something like. There's some I follow a lot of comics and I follow a lot of MMA guys. And you do, okay? Yeah. Is that through? Is that a Joe Rogan influence? Yeah, Joe, okay. Joe Rogan okay. influence for sure. And yeah. Style Bender, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Yeah, he's like, it's just he's just the real deal. He's like, it's just a real deal. I got gotcha. you. What yeah. about info, uh, people like uh, I, I recently came across like uh, Michael Rappaport, his uh, right. social media and Instagram, mm-hmm. and he's pretty good. You, you follow? Like, uh, I've seen know? his stuff. Yeah. Like I like rap, rap Michael Rappaport, but mm-hmm. like I feel like if you're Michael Rappaport, mm-hmm. and, and I might run into it, run right. into, you have to keep doing that to get people to pay attention. So are you always as angry as you gotcha. say you are? Right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if you give an angry rant, people yeah. are gonna watch it. Like I want, I like my funny mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If I'm angry that week about something, then it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'll be angry about it. But if it's if I'm lighthearted about it, yeah, it's like my funny or I like when funny is not just one note. I see. You don't want to be boxed in on a certain way, or, right? Or manufacturing mm-hmm. and emo like because I used to do fake angry comedy anyway. Okay, just out of fear. Mm-hmm. Same material, kind of writing that I do now. You know, so I, I like the stuff that I've seen, but it's like. Are you really, you're telling me you're this angry, but are mm-hmm. you really this angry? Or you know people who are watching you like your anger. So mm-hmm. you have to always be kind of angry. Mm-hmm. And are you always angry? Right, right. Yeah. That's like a New York kind of shit. That's a New York right? thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, that's how we were raised. Man, speaking of the like New York uh, comics and anger, uh, who's mm-hmm. the one that went off on the heckler? Uh, he's been on uh, a lot of uh, Vlad TV, uh, uh, Godfrey. Godfrey? Yeah. Oh, he had an incident with a heckler? Yeah, yeah. When? You seen that one? It was a, That's I a mean, homie, too. Yeah, it's, it's years know. back, uh-huh. uh, but he was cracking a joke, and mm-hmm. then, uh, someone, you know, he's at a New York bar, and then mm-hmm. he's like, he, he went off. Oh, Like, right. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking, like, <laughs> threatening, like, you, uh-huh. you got a problem? Wait till after the show, let's go upstairs, yeah. and we'll handle it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, have you met, you know Godfrey then? Yeah, I know Godfrey. Okay. Is yeah, he, he's is big. He, yeah, he's a big dude, right? Yeah, he's yeah, a sizable dude. He knows a little kung fu. Yeah, is he scary in real life? He can hold his own. He can hold his own. Yeah. So if he tells you that, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's it, it, it's not. Yeah, he was <laughs> straight up saying this is no joke. Like, hey, wait for me after the show. Right, we'll go upstairs and we'll handle right. it. Talk to me. Yeah, that's hilarious. That is not a uh, that is not a bit. Right, nah, he is he probably, is real. He he's is probably that angry at that yeah. moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. yeah. yeah you got to catch that. Yeah, any any uh, any uh, good uh, up and coming. Uh, uh, comedians that are on your radar that you uh, yeah. you know you support like a uh, Jesus Trejo okay and uh, who else there's let me think because I'm at the store and there's a lot of uh, he's been on the roast battle okay and uh, why am I blanking on his name yeah go ahead look not like up. yeah I mean yeah you might have to do some editing here <laughs> my memory no sucks worries when you put it on when you put it on you ask questions yeah God damn. He's Jamar. Okay. What's Jamar's last name? Why can't I remember Jamar? Let me just type Jamar. As a matter of fact. He he must perform at the at I the comedy store a lot? Yeah, he does, yeah. Okay. Is that your like uh go to spot by the way? Like yeah, your it's number a go-to one? Spot. Jamar the Neighbors. One. Okay. Jamar Hilarious. Neighbors. Hazen's Giving him a shout out. Okay. Uh, Do you have any advice to some of these newer ones that are up and coming? Like if you could if you could give yourself advice, mm-hmm. you know, to a young Ian, right? Right. 20, 20, mid 20s, right? Right. What would be some, not only uh, professional <laughs> advice, but some life advice that you would give? Oh, just life? Yeah. Let's uh, start with life advice. Life advice? Yeah. Listen to your gut. Mm. Like, it it seems like you might have heard that before. Yeah. And you don't, they don't quantify enough how much your intuition is always right and telling you what to do. And it's easy to listen. It's like, I can see something. It's hard to listen to something you can't see mm-hmm. and be like, should I just go with this feeling? But the feeling that got you into comedy is also yeah. probably telling you to do other things that are the correct things to do. Mm-hmm. So just always take a moment to listen to your gut. I see. And as much as you don't want to follow it, follow it. And also, okay. sometimes when you don't listen to your gut, it's good because then if things go the way you didn't want it to go, mm-hmm. then you know for sure mm-hmm. that next time you should listen to your gut. I gotcha. Yeah. What so. about certain things that you did early on in your career that you could have avoided if if you know if you knew then? I could have sped now? up 
like getting funnier okay. faster if I before each show wrote before each show okay and then after each show either listened to my set mm -hmm. or went over it in my head like went over the parts where like sometimes when I'm on stage like somebody introduced me so then based on how the person introduced me mm -hmm. it might uh, you trigger an emotion you, okay so you're riffing off of it right and so, going off on that well it might that emotion might affect how the way uh, I tell I how I tell a joke okay even you're saying like it, uh, is it mostly positive it's sometimes, affecting you or sometimes it's sometimes, negatively affecting it's you it's sometimes both okay yeah. so then it kind of brings you down not, 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 not bring you down it might okay. make me angry gotcha it's, it might trigger any security okay and, and like I, I would say keep stuff simple like, mm. like I just wrote down today I was in editing for my special and I came up with an idea a, a name for my other special that I'd like to do one of them like I, and it's the war in my mind when I'm on stage mm -hmm. there's a war going on in my mind even even to this day even to this day got it so that war mm -hmm. I'm creating that war and I'm complicating these moments on stage and if I would just like let it all go mm -hmm. simplify it clear it clear simplify it. everything it like my life mm -hmm. I'm simplifying everything mm -hmm. right now so that just so I can just live and enjoy it, you know, as, as to maximize the enjoyment of it, you know. You. Don't complicate things. Don't mm -hmm. think about what somebody else has. Don't think about what somebody else is doing. Focus on your own shit and enjoy <laughs> and keep it simple. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah, some real real world advice there. Yeah, for sure. All right, for your fans out there that are watching and listening, what yeah. are what are the what do we have some upcoming things that we can uh, keep track of you on? Uh, so there's a show on Netflix called Friends from College. So I'm a co-producer on that, and I also act on that. So that just came out a few weeks ago, okay. second season. Oh, nice. But it's a really funny show. Okay. So you're getting, like, paid double for that? For, uh, yeah, for, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it for one money. No. <laughs> okay. I, okay. I'll take two monies <laughs> okay. for one job. Okay. So I'll definitely take two, two monies for two jobs. Okay. Yeah. So I'm on that. And mm -hmm. then the new season of Crashing on HBO just started, and I'm a co-producer on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so check that out. That's the season three. And uh, look out for my Comedy Central specials coming on later this year. I also did a, st a stand-up spot on this show on Comedy Central called The New Negroes. Mm -hmm. That's going to be out soon. So check, look for that when that that's comes a, out. That's on Netflix? That's going to be on Comedy Central, Comedy too. Central, okay. And then uh, there's a... Man, you got a lot of things in the fire here. Yeah, yeah. I got a lot some of sticks things. in the fire. Yeah, okay. and I also wrote... The first I wrote uh, Undercover Brother Two, and that's going to be on Netflix. I think this year. Okay. Because they shot it last year, so it's either this year or next year. With Undercover Brother with uh, who's who's the main star in that one? Who's that? Well, actor? when I wrote it, okay, Eddie Griffin wasn't going to be in it. Was not okay. Right. So yeah, we he was did, in the first one, obviously. Right. He was so, in the first one. Yeah. So I wrote it in a way they directed me, where. Okay. You could always, it's almost like James Bond. You could always mm. update and change and gotcha. have a young undercover brother. Gotcha. Right? It wasn't suited or tailored exactly for Eddie Griffin, right? It wasn't. Okay. So then, after I did my drafts, mm -hmm. they got another writer and they told him to put Eddie Griffin in it. I feel you. So then, they put him in it and then he pulled out. Okay. So then they had to shoot it, that second draft without him in it and I don't know how they mm -hmm. finagled it okay yeah gotcha so we don't so do you know who's in it now or no uh who who did they pick 
But you still got writing credits for that, even though yeah, they yeah. they they yeah, yeah. changed it and had a new guy come in. Yeah. And, and what they call that uh, when they a second guy comes in and does a like a an rewrite. edit. Just like a rewrite. rewrite. Okay. But I I I don't know what his official title is. I don't even know what mine is. I definitely get a writing credit. But who? I, I, they told me who it was, and mm-hmm. I can't remember. Is it is it like uh, someone that's uh, somebody up, yeah. that's done stuff before? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I should know this. Okay, yeah. not like Martin Lawrence or anything like that. Right? No, no. Okay, no. I can't imagine who else could pull off that role. That'd be tough to come come in on, right? Because uh, he's so iconic. Nah. He's so iconic in the first one, right? When yeah, I, but any if you you just have to pick the right person. The right guy. Like, to do like it. the first James Bond yeah. was amazing. They yeah, made, that's yeah. why they made the pick the. Yeah, I mean, there have been know. like ten different guys in there, yeah. right? In that role, since, yeah. right? You know, right. there's been different Supermans. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's been that's true. Different, you know, Spider-Man like that, right? Yeah, Spider-Man. They, they remade the same Spider-Man with uh, a different dude. Right away. I was right. pissed. Yeah. I was yeah. like, am I watching another uh-huh. origin story? Right, right. Did I just pay money for the same thing that uh-huh. I just paid for? All right. What about live? Then where are some? Uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, local uh, fans okay. here as well. Where we can catch you live? Uh, I'm always at the comedy store. I'm at the comedy store Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday nights? Yeah, this Wednesday night. Okay, this Wednesday but night. But I'm always, like, if you go to the website or follow me on Instagram at Ian Edwards Comic, I'll just post the dates and the places and shows that I'm at. Like, I'm at a show at Flappers at some point this week. I'm at a show at the Improv. I'm at the shows at the Laugh Factory. And I'm at shows at the Comedy Store. And then there's these, like, like cool spots that they have shows all around town. I'm on some of those shows. I'm always just, I'll just always in my Instagram story promote gotcha. those, sto- those gotcha. shows yeah those okay. local shows yeah alright alright so yeah. all the fans out there that are listening watching go ahead and support Ian Edwards yeah uh, all, he's got a lot of projects upcoming as well but if you ever want to catch him live right in the LA area he's always mm-hmm. around thank you so much oh, for coming pleasure, out John. appreciate and, it and good job on just this whole situation man oh, this is man. amazing thank man. you so much thank you so much yeah. alright thank you guys for watching and listening to the Urban Pitch Podcast a beautiful game of life Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.